0: welcome to the community here's your host jimmy apple all right you're home from the hospital all your friends and family that have been coming to see you. They're kind of sure now that you're okay and you're safe and you're home and you're on your road to recovery. So they start trying to get back to their normal lives. You know, they have to go to work and they have bills to pay and things to do with their family. So slowly but surely they start fading out. Oh, they're not forgetting about you. No, you'll get the phone calls here and there, but they're getting back to their life. Your family is starting to get back into the swing of things with their life. And there you sit. Your life Life is never going to be the same. You're disabled now. Okay, it's nobody else's fault. It's not your fault. It happened. But now you have to figure out what's normal for you. Some people are better at it than others. Some people can snap back at things and they're back up on their feet and before you know it they're back living their life. Other people they get lost. And doesn't make you bad, doesn't make you weak, doesn't make you anything. It's just that you're lost. Your your disability has totally messed with your mind. You don't know what's normal anymore. You don't know how to get back to being anything normal. And the older you are, the harder it is. Your life has just been taken, shaken up, turned over, and spread out all over a table. And now somehow, way, you got to make sense out of this mess. And somehow, way, you got to make yourself feel normal. And it's not the easiest thing. And what ends up happening is just the opposite. You start feeling like you're in a very, very dark place. You feel like you can't see the road ahead of you. It's dark. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't exist in your mind at this point. Now you get to the point that you don't even want to wake up in the morning. You'd rather pull the covers up over your head, stay in bed, so you don't have to deal with anything. You're no longer enjoying your life. You're no longer feeling good about anything. You're feeling very low. You're feeling very low about yourself. You have no self-esteem at this point. You start thinking, well, I used to be able to support my family. You know, guys are saying, well, I'm not a man anymore because I can't go to work. And women are saying... How can I be a woman and not be able to take care of my family and nurture my family the way I did? To some of us, when we become disabled, these problems become magnified. And not because we want them to, they just do. Learning how to deal with them, it's just even harder sometimes. People don't realize it. And they'll turn around and say something to you like, oh, cheer up, things are gonna get better. Buck up, pull yourself up, walk it off. Are you kidding me? They don't know, they don't know to the degree that you're feeling this depressed. They don't know the problems that are running through your mind. You're thinking 10 steps ahead and thinking that there's no way you're going to get past the steps in front of you, never mind 10 steps later. They don't understand that. They mean well. Don't get me wrong. They mean well, but they just don't understand. Hi, I'm Jimmy Apple, and you're listening to An Apple A Day. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. How are you feeling out there today, my friends? Are you feeling any better? Feeling any stronger? I'm glad. We're going to be talking today about depression and how it comes about. I mean, it's, it just comes out of nowhere sometimes. We have no control over it. It happens. We're also going to be talking more about uh, what we spoke about last week with the businesses thinking that we're stupid. We're going to talk more about that this week, too. So let's get started here. You know, people in our community the disabled community. We've hit some really rough roadblocks along the way. I mean, you start off, you, you've gotten hurt. And you've gotten hurt, not, not hurt like a, a, a cut or a scratch. I mean, you've had some monumental hurt put on you. Some people have lost their legs, eyesight, arms. They've broken backs. They've thrown their backs out that they can't walk anymore. They can't bend over. They can't pick up their grandkids or the kids. You've hit these these life-changing roadblocks, and it's normal to become depressed. Some people don't realize how deeply depressed disabled people can become. And no one can actually say, well, I'm going to fix it for them. They're not going to be depressed under my watch. No. Uh, And that's nice. That's really a nice thing to think, that you'd go out of your way like that to help somebody to fight depression. One of the big mistakes people think is that when you're depressed is that you're, you're not happy. You're just, you know, you're not a happy camper at this point. No, it's a lot more than that. So by saying something to them, ah, cheer up, Eh, it's going to be great. Hey, have a drink. Walk it off. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. You'll see. Those are great words. Those are great words of encouragement, I guess. But for someone that is seriously depressed, those words mean absolutely nothing. Actually, they can be more annoying than anything else. When someone becomes that depressed, they can't see what's ahead of them anymore. They don't think there's anything ahead of them anymore. And that's a problem. But it's more than just a problem. That's actually a disease. Depression is a disease and it's treatable. That's the thing. It's treatable. But so many people shy away from getting treatment for depression because there's a stigma attached to it. It's a mental disease. Ooh, mental disease. That means you're crazy, right? No, you're not crazy. It doesn't mean you're weak. Would you call someone that has a heart condition, weak would you call someone that has cancer weak? It's a disease. It's a disgusting disease, no matter what way you look at it. People just automatically assume because that it's a mental disease that it's not normal. Uh, It's a disease. I don't know how else to explain that. It's sickening, actually. It's sickening, the, the stigma that gets put on it. And it stops people. It stops them from actually seeking help. It'll hold them back from seeking help. Because not only are you depressed because your life has changed, now you expect me to go see a Psychiatrist, a head shrinker, a head doctor. How much more depressing do you want my life to get? But here's the thing, and this is for the the person that's depressed. You have to think, if you don't actually seek help, it's not going to get any better. A lot of times, though, for the people around us, they have to see that that it is that devastating to the person. Sometimes it's easy to overlook and just say, oh, they're just blue, or you know, they deserve to be a little bit down right now after everything they've been through. No, no one should be down. And you have to watch that. And as a good friend or a family member, a loving family member... It's not your obligation, but yeah, it is, I guess, your obligation to help that person to get get the medical help that they need. I know somebody who refused, absolutely positively refused, to go to a, a psychiatrist, and she was having some really serious problems, very distraught, so her husband went and called her primary care doctor and explained everything to the doctor, and the doctor, in turn, brought her in for an appointment, and he started talking to her. I mean, doctors know a little bit about psychiatry, too. I mean, they had to study it. And what he did was he prescribed Prozac. He was doing the best he could because she was refusing even to him to go see a psychiatrist. So he he prescribed the low dose of Prozac to try and help her get along and hopefully talk her into going to see a psychiatrist. But that sent her into a deeper depression. Now you're telling her to take Prozac? Prozac is a crazy pill. I mean, it's not. You you and I both know it's not. But that's the thought. Yeah, and that I blame that. I blame a lot of that. that. That thought process, that crazy pill, that crazy sickness, I blame a lot of that on TV because they make light of it. You know, it's bad enough that somebody has a mental disease. But to turn on the TV and see seeing like commies making light of it, like, uh, oh, look, they locked that guy up in a mental ward. Uh, this guy's over here crying because he, no one knows why. And here, give him Prozac. Give him it's not funny. It's far from funny. Would you do that with, with a cancer patient? Would you have a comedy about, oh, look at him. He can't, he can't urinate anymore because of prostate cancer. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. That's sickening. It's the same thing too, though. I, I see it with heart condition. For some reason, the comedians if you will think that it's funny to make fun of people that have a disease or a problem Oh, how many times you turn on say sanford and son and he's grabbing his chest saying oh this is the big one this is the big one i'm coming to say what's funny about somebody having a heart attack ask somebody that has a heart condition what they think is funny about it and you know they turn on the tv they see this and it, that can even be depressing as well I know I'm kind of veering off here, but it's just that there's so many things out there that can make the depression get worse. And the best thing for a person who is depressed is to go see a doctor. And sometimes you have to get a hold of their medical doctor. You have help getting getting the person to see a psychiatrist. Yeah, you know, this like I said, the stigma. There's that stigma about the medication, about the diseases itself. And here's the bad thing. Left unchecked. Left unchecked. This could lead to someone committing suicide. Depression is one of the the biggest causes of suicide. Here's a couple of signs that you might want to look for in someone that you think is depressed. Look for excessive sadness and moodiness. You know, long-lasting sadness, mood swings, and unexpected rage. Look for hopelessness, a feeling of deep sense of hopelessness about the future with little expectation that circumstances can improve. Watch when someone suddenly becomes calm after a period of depression or moodiness. This can be a sign that the person has made a decision to end his or her life. Withdrawal. Choosing to be alone and avoiding friends and social activities are also possible symptoms of depression, a leading cause of suicide. This includes the loss of interest or pleasure in activities that the person previously enjoyed. Changes in personality and or appearance. A person who's considering suicide might exhibit a change in attitude or behavior such as speaking or moving with unusual speed or slowness. In addition, that person might suddenly become less concerned about his or her personal appearance. Look out for dangerous or harmful behavior potentially dangerous behavior such as reckless driving or even engaging like in unsafe sex or increased use of drugs and or alcohol might indicate that a person is going over the edge or in crisis. A major life crisis might trigger a suicide attempt. Crises include death of a loved one, even a pet, divorce or breakup of a relationship, diagnosis of a major illness, loss of a job, or serious financial problems. Those last three Hit, hit disabled people right on the head. And then what you have to start worrying about with the, with the depressed person, is they start making preparations. Often, a person considering suicide might begin to put his or her personal business in order. This might include visiting friends and family members, giving away personal possessions, making a will, cleaning up his or her home. Some people will write a note before committing suicide. Some will buy a firearm or other means like poison to commit suicide. Then you have to watch the people threatening suicide. 50 to 75% of those considering suicide will give someone, a friend or a relative, a warning sign. However, not everyone who is considering suicide will say so. And not everyone who threatens suicide will follow through with it. Every threat of suicide, though, should, should be taken seriously. That's the truth. Sometimes people are looking for attention, but you know what? You can't take that chance. Attention or not, give it to them. Take it seriously. Now, who's most likely to commit suicide? Suicide rates are highest in in the teens, actually. Young adults, and then again, the elderly. White men over the age of 65 have the highest rate of suicide. Suicide risk is also higher in the following groups. Older people who have lost a spouse through death or divorce. People who have attempted suicide in the past. People with a family history of suicide. People with a friend or co-worker who committed suicide people with a history of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, people who are unmarried, unskilled, or unemployed, people with long-term pain or a disabling or terminal illness, people who are prone to violent, impulsive behavior, people who have recently been released from a psychiatric hospital. It's a frightening period of transition for them. People in certain professions, such as police officers and healthcare providers who work with terminally ill patients, and people with substance substance abuse problems. Although women are three times as likely to attempt suicide, men are far more likely to complete the act. Can suicide be prevented? Suicide, though, can't be prevented with any certainty, but risk can often be be reduced with timely intervention. Research suggests that the best way to prevent suicide is to know the risk factors and be alert to the signs of depression and other mental disorders. Recognize the warning signs for suicide and intervene before that person can complete the process of self-destruction. What should you do if you think someone is suicidal? People who receive a lot of support from caring friends and family and who have access to mental health services are less likely to commit suicide. If someone is exhibiting signs for suicide, number one, don't be afraid to ask if he or she is depressed or thinking about suicide. Ask them straight up. Ask if he or she is seeing a therapist or taking medication. Rather than trying to talk the person out of suicide, let him or her know depression is temporary and treatable. In some cases, the person just needs to know that someone cares and is looking for the chance to talk about his or her feelings. You can then encourage the person to seek professional help. What should I do if I see the warning signs of suicide? If you believe someone you know is in immediate danger of killing him or herself, number one, don't leave the person alone. If possible, ask for help from friends and other family members. Ask the person to give you any weapons he or she might have that they could harm themselves with. If a person is already in psychiatric treatment, help him or her to contact the doctor or therapist for guidance and help. Try to keep the person as calm as possible. And call 911 or take the person yourself to the emergency room. I'd say call 911 first before I try taking them on my own and here's something else and I've given this before in this podcast but I want to give it again. This is the National suicide hotline number and this is for if you're with someone that you think might be committing suicide or if it's you yourself think that there's no other way out please 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 call this number it's 1 eight hundred two seven three eight two five five that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Please, for all it's worth, please call that number. Please don't think that you not being here isn't gonna mean anything. It's gonna mean something to someone. It's gonna mean something to a lot of people. Just one more thing. I wanna I wanna show you how stupid some people really are. As I was preparing for this episode this week, I was running it through in front of a couple of friends and getting their idea what they thought about it and so on and so forth. And somebody said to me, have you ever thought about suicide? I just looked at him. I said, why Why do you think I would think about suicide? And he says, well, you know, being the fact that you're disabled. Uh, I just want to point out one thing. Not all disabled people are suicidal, and not all suicidal people are disabled. This is a, a disease that can affect anyone from any walk of life. So don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying disabled people are suicidal. Anyone could be suicidal, and we have to watch out for everyone. Now, one more thing I want to leave you with before we go to a break is remember this. And I know you're probably tired of hearing me say this, but I'm going to say it forever. It can always be worse. Just remember that. Keep that in mind. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Don't run out on me now. I'm still here. I hope to see you on the other side. An apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. Today, you're going to find articles about the topics we've discussed. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So, take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out of me now. Let's get back to the discussion. Well, Shazam, you're still here. 30 seconds, I knew it wasn't that long. Well, let's move on to something a little bit lighter here. Did you... Did you like what we went over last week about the commercials? That always amazes me that they show these flashy commercials and they have all these disclaimers on the bottom. Now, this week, I seen one. And (laughs) this, to me, takes the cake. I was watching late night TV and it was a two minute commercial that came out. I think I was watching uh, Drew Carey or Roseanne or something like that. But it was late at night and it was for a paint sprayer. And they're showing this gun. They're painting inside, outside the paint and deck floor, showing you how much paint you're going to save because you're not wasting paint with the rollers that spill everything and drip all over your floors. They're showing them paint inside and paint outside. They have a fixture for doing the trim work and the molding. Oh, it's great. This thing looks like everything in a bag of chips wrapped into one thing here. And I'm looking at I was actually thinking about buying them. <laughs> Not that I, I don't paint anymore, but my wife does, so. I was gonna make it easier on her, and they're saying it's uh, three or four easy payments of forty something dollars. So just say, for argument's sake, okay, let's just say it's four payments of forty dollars. That's hundred and sixty bucks for a paint sprayer. That's not bad. That's really not that bad. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, four four payments, forty dollars a piece. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm I'm really amazed. I I love I love little gadgets like this. And uh, then I see the white writing come up on the bottom. And they're saying, if you're not happy with this for any reason, any reason, return it within 30 days and get your your money back, a full refund. I'm like, wow. So it's it's not really a bad deal. You're not risking anything really, right? Then it comes up, the little white writing. It says, uh, return within 30 days for a full refund. And right next to it says, product must be unused. Now, how in the heck am I going to see if I like this in 30 days if I can't use it? <laughs> I could I could take the picture off the internet and sit down and look at it for 30 days and say, I don't think I'm going to like this and just throw the paper away. Never mind putting money out there, put my credit card onto a this guy's website or anything like that to me. And now I'm not a professional or anything, but that just doesn't seem right. You're telling me I could try it, and if I'm not happy with it for any reason in thirty days, return it for a full refund, but I can't use it. So what am I supposed to do? Just admire the box? <laughs> it makes no sense. Just like those car commercials. I've seen a commercial with the uh, this. This fella, he's driving a pickup truck, and he's got his three friends in the pickup truck, and they're on their way to work, and they're all sleeping. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm tired too, but if I got to be awake, you got to be awake. So he takes the off-road and bouncing all over the place. And, the, you know, you're looking on the outside, and it looks like the truck's bouncing all over the place, but they never wake up. He gets to the job. They wake up. They're all refreshed. And here he just, like, rode over mountains, over boulders, but on the bottom it says, professional driver, don't try this, do not attempt. Look, you know what? I want to buy a car. I don't want a car that you're going to show me going 400 miles an hour on a racetrack against a professional race car driver or a pickup truck that's climbing up the outside of the Empire State Building and flying over to another building and jumping over rivers. And I don't want to see that. I'm never going to drive my, I'm never going to drive my pickup truck up the side of the Empire State Building. I'm never going to race my sedan on a racetrack. I'm never going to go 200 miles an hour. I'm never going to go 100 miles an hour. I probably won't go past 80 miles an hour. So you know what? Show me a car that does 80 miles an hour, that is roomy, that handles nicely, and that I can afford. So put $20,000 for this sedan, and this is what it's going to do. Don't show me this truck doing tricks and flips and splits and everything else and saying from $20,000. They also tell you in those little boxes on the bottom it says uh, shown here with optional equipment. So, all right, so you tell me. This can be mine for about twenty grand until I get to the dealer and find out, well, if I want these tires, there's another five thousand. If I want this uh sunroof package, there's another five thousand. If I want this paint, there's another five thousand. By the time I'm done, i quadrupled the price of the car that I have seen on TV. I don't want it. I want honesty in advertising. That's what I'd like. Well, it's like the TVs. The <laughs> TVs too. They show you these TVs and they're oh, they're ten eighty and 4D, 3D, XYZ, and all this other stuff, and they got smart TVs, and they're showing, look at the picture. And then, in white letters across the bottom, it says, picture simulated. So why don't you show me the picture of something real? Show me your advertisement for your store on the TV. Don't give me a simulated picture. Give me a real picture that's being broadcast. That's what I want to see. No, you just want me to come to the store. Now, I go to the store, and this TV that you got on sale with the simulated picture, the picture looks like crap in the store, but the one next to it for $10,000 more, oh, that's better. Just be real. I'd rather have have honesty in... in advertising. And I understand. I, I'm i not stupid. I understand lawyers and disclaimers and lawsuits and people doing stupid things. They're saying, well, oh, I thought I could jump the Grand Canyon because the truck did it on the commercial. So I understand all of that. But how about just skip all that nonsense. Skip jumping the Grand Canyon. Skip jumping the Mississippi River. You know, forget about the mud bogs and the swamps and all this stuff. And show me a truck that rides on the road that I can put product into the bed of it. You know, maybe I want to pick up mulch for my house. Maybe I'm going to use it for work. Maybe I, I, I need it for construction jobs. Show me something that can do that. You don't have to show me it doing all these tricks in the woods. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not looking to do that. I don't know. I just find I find it funny. I find it insulting, though, too. But, you know what? Let me know what you think. Do you see a commercial? That you see something, it looks ridiculous, and then they give you the disclaimers? Go to our website. Go to www.famousapple.com. Put it up on the message board. We'll have a couple of laughs. I'm not saying don't buy these products. I'm not. I think that spray gun is great. Honestly, from what I've seen it could do, I think it's great. But it just makes me, I don't know, worry a little bit when you when you have something like that. Yeah, I've, I've seen other things where it says product may not be open. Well, how are you supposed to try it for 30 days or 60 days or whatever they give you? If you can't use it, if you can't open it, how are you supposed to know if you like it or not? Ah, this world we live in is crazy, my friends. Anyway, thanks a lot for letting me come to you this week. And thank you for listening to me. And... I will talk to you again next week. Again, I'm going to tell you this. I know you're tired of hearing it, but remember, it can always be worse. Stay well, my friends. Stay happy. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Jimmy Apple, out. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.